chapter one of tarano the conqueror this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by tony oliva tarano the conqueror by ray cummings to hugo gernsback scientist author and publisher whose constant efforts in behalf of science fiction have contributed so largely to its present popularity this tale is gratefully dedicated forward in tarano the conqueror is presented a tale of the year twenty four thirty a d a time somewhat farther beyond our present-day era than we are beyond columbus discovery of america my desire has been to create for you the impression that you have suddenly been plunged forward into that time to give you the feeling columbus might have had could he have read a novel of our present-day life to this end i have conceived myself a writer of that future time addressing his contemporary public you are to imagine yourself reading a present-day translation of my original text a translation so free that a thousand little colloquialisms will have crept into it that could not possibly have their counterparts in the year twenty four thirty apart from the text you will occasionally find brief explanatory footnotes conceive of them as having been put there by the translator if you find parts of this tale unusual or bizarre please remember that we are living now in a comparatively ignorant day the tale is not intended to be fantastic or full of new and strange ideas i have used nothing but those developments of our present-day civilization to which we are looking forward as logical probabilities woven them into a picture of what life in america very probably will be five hundred years from now to that extent the tale itself is intended to be only a love story of adventure and romance written not for you but for that future audience ray cummings chapter one the new murders i was standing fairly close to the president of the anglo-saxon republic when the first of the new murders was committed the president fell almost at my feet i was quite certain then that the venus man at my elbow was the murderer i don't know why call it intuition if you will the venus man did not make a move he merely stood beside me in the press of the throng seemingly as absorbed as all of us in what the president was saying it was late afternoon the sun was setting behind the cliffs across the river there were perhaps a hundred and fifty thousand people within sight of the president listening raptly to his words it was at park sixty and i was standing on the tenth level see footnote one the crowd packed all twelve of the levels the park was black with people the president stood on a balcony of the park tower 
he was no more than a few hundred feet above me well within direct earshot around him on all sides were the electric megaphones which carried his voice to all parts of the audience behind me a thousand feet overhead the main aerials were scattering it throughout the city i suppose five million people were listening to the voice of the president at that moment he had just said that we must remain friendly with venus that in our enlightened age controversies were inevitable but that they should be settled with sober thought around the council table this talk of war was ridiculous he was denouncing the public news broadcasters molders of public opinion who every day every hour must offer a new sensation to their millions of subscribers footnote one new york city about where yonkers now stands he had reached this point when without warning his body pitched forward the balcony rail caught it and it hung there inert the slanting rays of the sun fell full upon the ruffled white shirt white but turning pink then red with a crimson stain welling out from beneath for an instant the crowd was stunned into silence then a murmur arose and swelled into shouts of horror a surge of people swept me forward i could not see clearly what was happening on the balcony the form of the murdered president was hanging there against the rail a score of government officials were rushing toward it but the body toppling over the low support came hurtling downward into the crowd quite near me but i could not reach it the throng was too dense the shouts everywhere were deafening i was shoved along the tenth level by the press of people coming up the stairway shouts excited questions the wail of children almost trampled underfoot the screams of women and over it all the electrically magnified voice of the traffic director-general in the peak of the main tower roaring his orders to the crowd it was a panic until the traffic directors descended upon us we were pushed up on the moving sidewalks north or south whichever direction came handiest we were herded upon the sidewalks and whirled away with a hundred other spectators near me i was shoved to a sidewalk moving south along the tenth level it was going some four miles an hour but they would not let me stay there from behind the crowd was shoving and from one parallel strip of moving pavement to the other i was pushed along until at last i reached the seats of the forty mile an hour inside section the scene at park sixty was far out of direct sight and hearing the park there had already been cleared of spectators i knew and they were doubtless bearing the president's body away murdered said a man beside me murdered look there we were across the river into manhattan the tenth level here runs about four hundred feet above the ground street of the city the man beside me was pointing to a steel tower we were passing it was several hundred yards away on its side abreast of us 
was a forty-foot square news mirror brightly illumined on all the stairways and balconies here a local crowd had gathered watching the mirror it was reporting the present scene at park sixty as we sped past the tower i could see in the silver surface of the mirror the image of the now empty park from which we had been so summarily ejected they were carrying off the president's body a little group of officials bearing it away red broken gruesome with the dying rays of the sun still upon it carrying it slowly along to where an aero car was waiting on the side landing stage we were past the mirror in a moment murdered the man next to me repeated the president murdered he seemed stunned as indeed everyone was then he eyed me my cap which had on it the insignia of my calling you are one of them he said bitterly the last word he said the lurid news-gatherers but i shook my head we are necessary it was unfortunate that he should have said that i had no opportunity to talk further the man moved away toward the foot of a landing stage near us a south-bound flyer had overtaken us and was landing i boarded it also and ten minutes later was in my office in south manhattan i was at this time employed by one of the most enterprising news organizations in greater new york there was pandemonium in there that evening my supper came up in the pneumatic tube from the public cookery nearby but i had hardly time to taste it this the evening of may twelfth twenty four thirty was for me and for all the earth the most stirring evening of history events of interplanetary importance tumbled over each other as they came to us through the air from the official information stations and we myself and a thousand like me in our office retold them for our twenty million subscribers throughout the anglo-saxon nation the president of the anglo-saxon republic was murdered at five ten it was the first of the new murders i say new murders for not in two hundred years had the life of so high an official been wilfully taken but it was only the first at six fifteen word came from tokyohama footnote two that the ruler of allied mongolia was dead murdered under similar circumstances and ten minutes later from mombozo africa the blacks reported their leader killed while asleep in his official residence footnote two tokyo yokohama japan the earth momentarily was without leadership i was struggling to get accounts of these successive disasters out over our audiophones above my desk in a duplicating mirror from headquarters i could see that at the palace of mombozo a throng of terrified blacks were gathered it was night there a blurred scene of flashing lights and frightened milling people 
Grays, next to me, had a mirror tuned to Tokyohama. The sun there was shining upon almost a similar scene of panic. Black and yellow men on opposite sides of the earth, and between them our white races in turmoil. Outside my own window, I could hear the shouts of the crowd that jammed the twentieth level. Grays leaned toward me. Seven o'clock, Jack. You've got the arrival of the Venus mail. Don't overlook it. By the code, man, your hands are shaking. You're white as a ghost. The Venus mail. I had forgotten it completely. Grays, I wonder if it'll get in. He stared at me strangely. You're thinking that, too. I told the British national announcer it was a Venus plot. He laughed at me. Those great Londoners can't see their fingers before them. He said, That's your lurid sense of newscasting. Venus plot. I remembered my impressions of the Venus man who was beside me when our president fell. Grays was back at his work. I swept the south shore of Eastern Island. Footnote 3 with my finder and picked up the image of the interplanetary landing stage at which the venus mail was due to arrive i could see the blaze of lights plainly and with another closer focus i caught the huge landing platform itself it was empty footnote three now long island the station master there answered my call he had no word of the mail try the lookout at table mountain he advised me they may be coming down that way sure i'll let you know what a night they say that in the mediterranean but i cut off it was no time to chat with him table mountain cape town had no word of the mail then i caught the yukon station the mail flyer had come down on the north polar side was already crossing hudson bay at eight twenty six it landed on eastern island a deluge of venus dispatches overwhelmed me but the mail news before i could even begin to handle my section of it was far overshadowed venus now at eight forty four was calling us by helio the message came in the interplanetary code was decoded at national headquarters and from there flashed to us the ruler of the venus central state was murdered an almost incoherent message the murder of the ruler at a time coincident with six thirty in greater new york then the words city being attacked tarano beware tarano you are in danger of in danger of what the message broke off the observers behind their huge telescopes at the potomac headquarters saw the helio lights of the venus central state go dark suddenly our own station flashed its call but there was no answer venus evening star on that date was sinking to the horizon but our observatory in texas could see the planet clearly and gave the same report communication was broken the authorities of the venus central state friendly to us in spite of the recent immigration controversy 
had tried to warn us of what end of chapter one